0: Everybody. it is december 1st 2016 and you're listening to the talking games podcast i'm bobby Shortle, i'm here with justin townsend hello kelsey lavati
1: hey and hugh perry this is what i sound like when i speaking into the right side of my mic <laughs> hugh it's been so long since we've we've spoken i know on the podcast well, i was gonna say, yeah <laughs> yeah it has it's been it's been a while it's nice to be back
0: yeah extra life happened in between though when we recorded these podcasts so I spoke to you plenty yeah. on, on that day.
1: Yeah. That was that was a long ass day. Yeah, it was. And, <laughs> and I, got Hubie, yeah, I got to hear Hubie. I got to hear really
2: salty <laughs> playing a Destiny Raid.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but it was three o'clock in the morning,
0: man. Yeah. It was pretty late. <laughs> Understandable. It was pretty late. Yeah, so uh we did, we raised um almost th- we raised over a thousand dollars as a team, which is awesome. Um and uh yeah, we're still taking donations. So if you check out our our Twitter feed and you can see a, a link to go to donate to that um but yeah it was a lot of fun i saw two destiny raids so that was two more to go
2: those ones will take a little bit longer
0: Uh, yeah i would assume i would assume as much um so yeah so but we've got a lot of games to talk about a lot of stuff has come out a lot of stuff is coming out uh we're gonna be doing something a little bit differently for the next show because we're actually not gonna be recording it after this one we're gonna be recording on monday because this weekend well tomorrow is the game awards um and then this weekend is psx so there's probably going to be a lot of announcements and a lot of news coming out of that. And then instead of having to wait two weeks to talk about it like Nintendo Switch uh, a few weeks ago, we want to be up on it. So we're going to record a new show on Monday and then I'll probably put that out um, even earlier than the usual Wednesday uh, or Thursday release dates so the news will be timely and stuff like that. So look out for that um, next week. So, But this week is going to be really games heavy. we got a lot of games to talk about. A lot of stuff has happened. It's been a big time talking about games in general. I'm... I'm sort of dreading the time in a few months when I'm personally excited for the time in a couple of months where there's not a lot to play and I can pick and choose what I want to play. But I'm worried in a podcast sense yes. <laughs> about what we're going to be talking about in 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 three months or or what have you. Um, but uh, before we get to that, I want to we're worried about that. Hugh, you you managed to play through the Titanfall Two campaign. I know Jess and I have shared our thoughts on it. Uh, how did you end up feeling about it?
1: I did, yeah, I. I absolutely loved it, same as you guys um uh, it's nice to play like i to say that I'm like overly au fait with f uh first person shooter campaigns like card and stuff like that would be a miss of me, but like they do some really cool things in that game that i I wasn't expecting like some they just throw some very very clever like gameplay mechanics at you um and for a first person tutor to make me go this is pretty cool i'm like like really fun really exciting like out of the blue kind of i wasn't expecting for it to do this and for me to have to think about what i'm doing and have really good fun with it and be excited by it um so yeah i th- i thought it was absolutely fantastic um i've actually been walking around to all my friends just saying like you've got to get titan 4 too and like i th- i think about four or five of my friends over the weekend because it dropped down to like um i think it was around 30 pounds of a black friday weekend here um so i think about four or five of my friends picked it up as well but i my feelings about it exactly the same as you and Justin I I thought it was absolutely fantastic really, like even after hearing you guys talk about it and how good you thought it was it still surprised me at, at just how good it was so yeah it, that it'll be um it's going to be a contender in the uh the game of the year awards that's for sure
0: uh did you jumped at any multiplayer
1: um a little bit yeah i think i've hit maybe about level 5 um, I am absolutely terrible at it, but <laughs> I I enjoy it to to an extent. Um, I don't. I think in terms of like online, um, first person shooters, I don't think I'll be playing it ahead of Overwatch or Battlefield. Um, but no, it is it is good fun. I do enjoy the online. It, it's it's really slick and it's fast paced, and you've. You've got to have your wits about you, and unfortunately, a lot of the time I don't, which is probably why I'm at a crap at it. But yeah, it's it's good, it's good. Yeah, same
0: for me, Justin. Uh, you hit level fifty, right?
2: Close. Uh, I, I put that in the post thinking I was gonna get there. And then oh, last shoot. night, last night uh, I got online with Watchdogs. That was one of us.
0: That was that was me. Okay, sorry about that.
2: Um, and I was on there all night. Otherwise, I would have. I think I'm at 48 or 49 right now. Um, I missed Happy Hour two days in a row, so that's why I'm not there. But I I really enjoy that multiplayer a lot, and it's going to be fun discussing, you know, all the first person shooters this year when it comes to Game of the Year time, which mm-hmm. we're already thinking about as you mentioned. Um, Has a lot of really good ones, but I feel like. Like, Titanfall is going to be a game um, that stands out for years. Like, in the way that Infinity, uh, Infinity Ward, you know, respawn when they were Infinity Ward, they created Modern Warfare, and that game stood the test of time and, like, reinvigorated and redefined multiplayer shooters, and I feel like Titanfall is going to do the same.
0: If people are playing it if people were playing it <laughs> which seems to be not the case right now um yeah i mean, I, I mean i'd I'm love sure to there's
2: see people playing it but yeah i mean i, mean, just... I, mean, I never had problems getting into matches no, so that no, stuff no. is a little bit overblown but yeah. you we, we i want to see the sales numbers after um you know the, the it, they dropped the price immensely mm-hmm. um during black friday and stuff even before like two weeks before black friday so i'll be yeah. interested to see the numbers uh, Quality's like quality speaks mm-hmm. so if it might take a little while for the, that player base to, to get up but there's really good content there and it will find its way mm. into the hands of people.
1: Cool. Yeah, cuz um, um HMV in the UK for I think it was even before Black Friday were selling um copies of it for like 20 pounds mm. and they just like sold out in like a day. So for, you know, a AAA A game of that quality to be sold that cheap so soon after release is, is pretty much unheard of really.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean <laughs> It's gonna be interesting because they they dropped that and Battlefield's Just price to about thirty to thirty five dollars, um, in their I think ongoing try to grab market share from um, a very strong uh, quality wise game in Call of Duty, but a game that's been flagging as far as uh, sales numbers go. Still gonna probably being the best selling game of the year or one of them, but is not hitting those heights that it used to yeah, hit. Yeah, it's
2: not that. Massive, massive thing that it used to be. Yeah, it's, the gap, it's still, yeah. The gap the is gap, The gap between that and Battlefield has been shrinking, I'll say, pretty steadily over the last few. Mm-hmm. And this might be the year that Battlefield actually catches them, but Titanfall's, like, just. I understand why they released it when they did, but I feel like it really. They could have done more for that game if they had released
1: it first. Yeah. I, 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 yeah, nice. I, and I, th- I, think, I think, think if when you. Add the uh, the Overwatch banner that was thrown into the works. I think there's, um that may may well have taken a big chunk of their audience away because a lot of people are playing that game.
0: It's a big year for shooters in general.
1: Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Um. So Hugh uh, and you and Justin can both talk about this. Uh, Watch Dogs Two. You both have been playing um, the game uh, quite a bit. Uh, Hugh, how have you been feeling about it?
1: Um. just right. I. I texted Justin the other night saying, "Like, I was struggling with it, and um, I think it was Monday evening. I thought, I'll sit down, I'll try and have a good session on it. So I spent probably about best part of three hours playing it, and um, I can't kind of exactly put put my finger on what it was um, when I was playing it, but it suddenly like the penny finally dropped for me, and I started enjoying it." um i don't know whether it was because maybe i'm i was being a little like overly harsh on it like subconsciously but i think there was a lot of things about it that i kind of just at first weren't sitting well with me like I, the sort of motivations of the characters and their actions um like just felt a bit weird to me um in terms of like they're supposed to be sort of Fighting for the little people and being the um the social justice warriors for want of a better term, um. But then they still go around like gladly, like they can just you could just walk around and shoot anybody you like type thing. <laughs> you don't have to though, Hugh. Um. <laughs> yeah, well, but, you're, you're yeah allowed but you can. To. Yeah, you can. <laughs> you know, it's not as if the game tries to stop you or or yeah. anything like that. Um. Yeah. Like. So I I just think I I think I maybe just finally sort of said to myself, You've got these misgivings about it, and stuff like that, and it, um like the dialogue and the presentation are a little bit they're they're very sort of like retro nineties and um at first it kind of just sort of rubbed me the wrong way um and then i think I think I've just kind of gone yeah this is this is what it is. they're going for this kind of like it kind of feels like they're, they're, there's that um I think there's a movie in the nineties with um, Johnny Lee Miller called hackers or something like that. And it feels very much sort of like that kind of, you know, the cheesy tech speak, the, you know, over the top dialogue and stuff like that. Um, and I think I just, I've just learned to just have fun with that side of it as opposed to being overly critical of it. The real question Um, though,
0: Hugh is what kind of crazy shit have you gotten into? Have you, have you done anything especially weird that you would want to share with us?
1: Um. Well, I text Justin saying I was enjoying it even more now. I had a um, my character had a jumper with a fox on it. Um, because <laughs> you know, if you're going to be a hacker you've got to be fashionable. Um, but yeah, I've done some fun stuff with um, I was there's um, one like little side. There's a side missions where there's like it's basically like cart racing and you've gotta keep like collecting stuff to upgrade your cart. And invariably there's sort of like this little stealth thing where you've gotta like get into this restricted area, steal the thing and then get out. Um so I just take great joy in um opening the fences wherever they are and just remote controlling a car in through the doors and just annihilating all the um the security guards. And then taking over little like power substations and electrocuting them, and then just wandering in, taking what I want and getting out. Um, but yeah, I think like in terms of the gameplay, I feel, I'm I'm really feeling like this this game hits what it's aiming for so so much better than the original one did. Um, and just the game the gameplay and the mechanics and how it handles just works. A hell of a lot better so yeah i'm i'm getting into it i'm really i'm enjoying it now the only problem is i i've thrown the um final fantasy 15 spanner in into the works <laughs> so i'm i i gotta try and juggle that as well as uh other things now so those are two yeah, big I'm, games
0: I'm, two big games right there
1: yeah i'm um I'm, I'm learning to love it put it that way
0: all right all right and justin i know that you've been enjoying it quite a bit
1: yeah um to me in
2: uh a year full of surprisingly good games uh this one takes the cake especially for me i hated the original watch dogs i played it for like an hour and a half and was like nope do not want um they course corrected with watch dogs 2 uh maybe more than any other game i've ever seen uh they decided to go completely in the other direction away from this like grim and serious tone to a much more lighthearted uh enjoyable experience it
0: feels a lot to me like the assassin's creed one to assassin's creed two
2: jump jump yeah
0: because that was the same thing it was there's a lot of interesting systems going on here and a lot of good ideas but the character was incredibly serious it was all about this kind of plotting sort of very dour storyline and character and then in two they completely revamped the way the game played as far as combat goes and gave you a character who was much more like, oh, I kill people, hey. You yeah. know, so it's, it's sort of the same sort of deal to that
2: Great accent. <laughs> Thank you. Um. My <laughs> so uh, for those who don't know her, like have not been following Watch Dogs, which I don't blame you, but I did not follow Watch Dogs to development at all until like right before it came out when I started watching some videos on it. And I'm like, this actually looks like a decent amount of like silly hijinks and fun um it's in San Francisco which is a fully realized San Francisco uh if you've been there you're like i know exactly where i am which mm-hmm. is like kind of neat yeah um your story is you are like a happy go lucky version of anonymous uh so you're you're like your your hacking group is doing good in exposing you know the root of all evils with technology um data corporations like their version of facebook and google and how um, technology is like seeping into your life, and people are selling your information, and so on and so forth. And the game actually starts going in other places as well. Um, human trafficking comes into play at some point, and I'm not. I like. I know that that prompt just came up for me to like start a mission in that area. So like, it goes to deeper places. Uh, what works about the game really well is it's it's your standard like. And people have asked me this question, like, what makes it so good, or like in my opinion, good. It's your standard open world game like you've got missions, you've got side missions, you've got you can go race a boat, you can go race a go-kart, you can go race a drone. You have got like those type of things. You could go around and be an Uber driver. Um but what really works for me is the way that the the story is shaping and like the little details that they put into it. So like you says like when you complete a mission, you're going to get like an anonymous type video with like sp- like cheesy graphics and stuff Mm -hmm. um that will show like you know them speaking to the world like this is dead sec and this is what we're doing um (laughs) the characters in the first 10 minutes i thought were going to be the most insufferable people alive even like even with all the happy-go-lucky stuff like i figured like there's no way that these people are ever going to grow on me and it's actually been the opposite i am actually invested in what's going on with these characters Um, most open world games are like whatever i'm here to just collect the platinum like, I like playing the game enough to where it's like, yeah, I like your systems and stuff, but, like, I don't really care about what's going on in the story. A good example of that would maybe be, like, Just Cause 3. Mm-hmm. I had fun playing the game, but could not care one iota about what was going on in the story. And it's the complete opposite with Watch Dogs. Like, I really am invested in what's going on with these characters and their developments. And, like, even the guy who wears the, the mask with the emojis on the eyes, mm-hmm. like, you figure, like, this guy Daft is... Daft Punk? Uh, <laughs> yeah, he looks kind of like <laughs> that <Death laughs> Punk. <like> <laughs> Uh, His name is Wrench, and he grows on you. There are legitimately funny moments in there. And not everyone will probably find it funny, but I do. And so, like, to me, that's a big surprise. Um, Their XP system is kind of neat, too. Uh, You're not gaining experience. You're gaining followers, which in today's day and age makes a ton of sense. Uh, And then every time you hit, like, a certain follower milestone, you can level up and then unlock more things. But, like, it's just this, like, funny little bar that goes up saying, like, your followers have increased by this many um you can take selfies in front of stuff that gets you like more followers it's like you could you actually pet dogs as a trophy (laughs) uh for a name game watch dogs Mm dogs being around is actually nice (laughs) it's like it's got enough hijinks in it to support it's like okay this is an open world game but this the story plus those hijinks like more than make up for the fact that it's just like an open world game um i usually like i only really love open world games if i have like superpowers or something Mm -hmm. But I feel like this game makes up for those, like, lack of superpowers in, like, a very big way. Um, it's also got, like, a couple of neat little hooks in it. Uh, so it has seamless multiplayer, which was down at the time of launch but up now. So I was doing a mission, and all of a sudden another player was in my game hacking me, which is annoying.
0: It's like the first game did the same thing. Yes.
2: Yeah. Um, they, they had a few new wrinkles this time, though. Uh, so, like, I don't like the hacking part. Like, I'm on, the, I'm on a roof 30 stories above the ground. I can't get down easily. Stop hacking me. I'd always lose. Uh, but there was a trophy for hacking another player, and I just was awful at it. <laughs> I finally got it. Uh, so I was like, let me turn this hacking thing off, but I won't leave the other stuff on. So like GTA, it has a system where it's like, hey, if you start shooting at people, and we'll, well actually, I'd, I want to talk about that in a little bit. Mm. But if you're like getting a, a big wanting, uh, wanted rating, your stars will go up. Um, so at like three stars or three or four stars, randomly, it just spawned another player into my world. And they were a bounty hunter. Like there was a bounty on my head and they came to kill me. And th- like there's trophies associated with that stuff as well. And so like I'm chasing – like the cops are chasing me. I'm like I'm over by a canal. And this guy tries to ram me with his car. And mm-hmm. I like I sidestepped and he hit the wall. He got out of the car and I shot him and I killed him. <laughs> and I was like, oh, cool. I got a trophy for that. Uh, so last night a friend and I were online and we were just doing like let's just, let's, let's just try this co-op stuff. And so we loaded it up together and there was a bunch of like, hey – do this mission over here or this mission over here. You can't do story stuff together, mm-hmm. but you could do these other missions, which also gains you experience that you take into the main game. And then while doing that randomly, it was like, hey, go chase down this guy who's causing havoc in another part of the city. And it was another player. And that player had another player with him who was protecting him. <laughs> uh, so it, like their seamless multiplayer stuff is actually really cool. And like, I would be disappointed if the next Grand Theft Auto doesn't steal like that idea. Where like I'm playing single player, but all of a sudden there's another dude here. Um, he was right though. It's the only game I've played um, that I can remember where there feels like a big disconnect between story and what you can do in the gameplay. Like I'm, Your dude's Marcus. He's a good dude, so there's no reasonable explanation that he would go and murder 50 security guards. Right, it's like
0: the Uncharted thing. Yes. Where Nathan's like, I'm, yeah. just a, I'm just a cool treasure hunter.
2: This feels actually worse than that, I've though. killed
0: 5,000 people in my life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: for some reason i can make that i can have that disconnect in that mm-hmm. series but in here it just doesn't feel right and there's no penalty you could just be like i shot these guys i'll just pretend they're asleep but like for some reason i'm having a hard time doing that so what i'm doing is i'm using um stunning technology like st- stun guns and stun grenades and mm-hmm. stuff and like making my way through the level but the only like that actually makes the game harder um
0: i'm sure i mean i, would, I would, because yeah. they wake up Oh, yeah. So you stun
2: a whole bunch of people, like in Hitman, which we'll talk mm-hmm. about. You put a guy to sleep, he's staying asleep until somebody finds him. Yeah. But in, in this, it's like two minutes later, they're awake. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, I've got 13 stunned guys, but I need to stay in this room and hack this puzzle. And like, I got to stop and put them all back to sleep before they wake up. Uh, and also, their checkpoint system is bad. Okay. If you're playing the game, I suggest just playing on easy. It, it's not that much of a drop in difficulty, but you'll be like halfway through a mission. You'll die, and they'll put you back at the start.
0: That's the stuff that always drives me crazy about open world games like that is when they, with the bad checkpointing systems.
2: It's maybe one of the worst checkpointing systems I've seen. Mm -hmm. So I was halfway... I've had issues with that. I was halfway through the game, and I was on this one mission that was a little bit more difficult... And I was like, you know what? It's not worth it. There's no, there's no harm in going down to easy. There's no trophy um, mm. associated with it. So I was like, I'm just gonna play on easy. And I haven't really even noticed a difference. Mm-hmm. But maybe in the just in the back of my mind, I'm like, oh, I could be a little bit more free flowing and playing better. Right. Um. But like I said, in a a complete year of surprises for me, Watchdog Two takes uh Watchdogs Two takes the
0: cake. That's cool. I'm I'm interested in playing it, Kelsey. I know you said you watched some videos, right? Have you become become more interested in playing it?
3: Uh, yeah, I watched about, like, because I was bored at work, so I have it on in the background. I watched about five and a half hours.
2: Oh, my Lord. Um,
3: <laughs> it was bad. a full, you know, like, a full shift. <laughs> oh, so I know what happens. <laughs> um, I liked it. I more watched it because uh, Ubisoft is We're here in Montreal, Kelsey. so I feel like I just need to uh-huh. support them. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I don't know, why. I- French, I find extremely annoying. Josh.
2: Well, he's got a he's autistic, which they actually play up—not play up, but they like. I feel like they acknowledge it in like a, um, like a respectful manner, a respectful way. Yeah, in a not video game type yeah, of way, yeah, not really, like <laughs> they the, like the way the characters interact with him makes you feel like they care about him, but mm-hmm. they know that he's autistic. Mm-hmm. He's brilliant. Yeah. But you could tell that he has some sort of social issues mm. and they don't just like gloss over it. Like it's a part of who they are and like they adjust accordingly around
0: him. That's cool.
3: Um, it's just really wrenched that really annoys me and um but I do like the game. I'm just not into open world gameplay. I sometimes I get really lazy. So, um Doing extra missions and stuff like that tends to turn me off to games sometimes. So although I like watching it, I often don't really play them.
0: Yeah, I am a lot of times exactly the same as you, Kelsey, when it comes to open world games. Like when I see that giant, like the big mission list and the and the icons all over the map, a lot of times it's a turn off to me for for yeah. a game. Um, i mean obviously I understand that it's it's a it's a major type of game and a game that a lot of people enjoy, but for me. A lot of the time, except for very special cases or cases here and there, it's it, when I hear it's a big open world game, I kind of stop. I balk a little bit before really wanting to get into it.
2: It's big, yeah, but it's not like, um, Grand Theft Auto big, right? yeah. Like you could drive around the world in a, like probably like ten minutes, mm-hmm. the, like the
1: entire thing. And yeah, it's nice. and you can you can fast travel easy enough as well. Like every sort of shop and um landmark and stuff like that that you come across you can fast travel suit so, too so even if you've like if you go into a location where like a, a mission is taking place and you've not been there you can like i found that i can fast travel to somewhere pretty close to it easy enough so you, i i haven't spent that much time just having to drive places yeah and you know, so, you could just also follow just the main missions which is pretty
2: easy to do mm-hmm. like they're laid out and you could also turn off like, I get overwhelmed with those types of maps. Like, that's what part of turned me off of Watch Dogs 2 is like the map was just overrun with mm-hmm. stuff. This one doesn't feel like that. It doesn't feel like completely overrun. Like, Watch yeah, Dogs
0: sure. as well. Not Watch Dogs 2. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Watch Dogs <laughs> as well. Sorry.
2: Um, you could turn off, like, I don't want to see the races and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And then, I mean, it clears up the map a thousand mm-hmm. times more. And there's there one more thing I did want to bring up. And I I, wanted, I texted you about this earlier in the week. I'm like, I've just got to tell you this because oh, I, right, I haven't seen story. other games do this type of thing. Um,. I guess it's not a spoiler, but it's like a neat little moment and I'm going to share it here. Um, maybe this will turn you on to the game or not. So at some point you visit somewhere which if you're like familiar with the world, um, you go to like like an equivalent of Burning Man. I won't tell you what happens there. But I went up to some random dancing girl and she did the Inception noise at me. Like the uh-huh. blah. But he said, you're doing the Inception noise. And I'm like, <laughs> It's weird <laughs> he actually quoted like the name of a movie, mm-hmm. so later I'm on the way to a mission, and it's like I had to drive to this one, so I was going across the Golden Gate Bridge, and him and Wrench are having a discussion on the phone about who would win in a fight if it was the alien or alien or predator, and then who's been on their team ups like they've mentioned everyone from Batman to Superman to Archie
0: mm-hmm.
2: and like I can't remember another game making actual licensed references like that. usually it's some in world version of Batman mm-hmm. or Superman or aliens or predator. Right. But like, they're actually naming like real life things. And so it was like just another one of those small examples of like, I, if I never went up to that girl, like I, she wasn't part of a mission. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know I could talk to her until I went up to her mm-hmm. and they quoted like one of my favorite movies. Right. Um, So I I just found that to be like kind of neat.
0: That's cool. I, I'm trying to think of other open world games like that, that are set in the modern era in like, our world right because like GTA is not really set in it's not in this world it's set in its own like GTA world yeah <clears throat> and like most of the open world games I can think of take place in like other time periods or makes sense yeah that's all I th- just I, I can't think no, of other cool.
2: any other game that really does like hey I'm going to throw in a whole bunch of licensed stuff at you
0: yeah and it makes sense for the the tenor and tone of the game that you're yeah. talking about too and sort of where it's set
1: yeah. I love how um, dead sex headquarters are underneath the tabletop game in place as well
0: Yeah, that's cool. Um, so Hugh and Kelsey, why don't you guys talk about Pokemon?
1: Uh, I'll I'll definitely I'm leaving the room. Kelsey, take the lead on this one.
3: Okay, so the best game of 2016 came out, (laughs) Pokemon Sun and Moon.
0: Which one did you get, Kelsey? First of all,
3: I got Moon. Um, just because I liked the um the Pokemon better versus the Sun Legendary. Um. It flips, the, have... it flips the it flips the
0: day night cycle right with with moon like if you play during the day it's nighttime.
3: Uh huh.
0: Okay.
3: <laughs> it's funny actually. I didn't notice it at first, and then someone told me, and I started to pick up on it. And I don't really you don't really think about it until you notice that it's it's the difference depending on the time. It's so cute. <laughs> uh, Hugh, what did you think about it?
1: Um. So far I'm having good fun with it. I mean I think I've probably put maybe about five or six hours into it so far. Yeah me too. Um and I I was kind of at first it felt a bit like it was going through the motions and it just felt a bit like just another sort of Pokemon um game to me and then it sort of once it opens itself out and um like I I think the thing that sort of really turned me onto it and made me start really enjoying it um there's that whole sort of like I don't know how to describe it it's kind of like an online lobby type thing um I can't exactly remember what it called there's like a castle in the middle of it and there's like shops around the outside of it and mm-hmm. other players just sort of randomly drop into it and you can talk to them and you get like um you get like currency for interacting with them and there's um like there's a global challenge going on at the moment where I think it's it's something crazy like they're challenging all of the players to catch like a combined something like a hundred million Pokemon before the thirteenth of December. Um and yeah, I thought of the, you know as well as the main gameplay, which is I've really enjoyed and um so far, I think like being able to sort of take a break from playing the game itself and and having a bit of fun with that stuff on the side that that was a really cool addition because i i played um pokemon y but i didn't really i never really felt like i got into it but this one i'm i'm feeling like i'm i'm gonna definitely sort of have a good go at this and do my best to try and <coughs> finish it that's for sure
3: do you like the changes that they made, like especially with the gyms versus the trials?
1: Um, I'm I'm not even sure if I actually got that far yet because I think I was what? just. I don't think so. I'm trying to yeah. think whether I have or not. Um,
3: did you go in like a cave? And there was I like sh- a. Did you beat Did you beat the first Kahuna?
1: Um. Yeah. I mean. I. Th- I okay, think the yeah. last thing I did, the last thing I did was um I went to some school and there was like four kids there and I had to beat them. And I oh beat okay. Them. okay, okay okay yeah. okay. And then that the whole thing with the online thing um unlocked um so yeah I haven't really got like too deep into it but um no I'm just I'm it, the other thing I'm appreciating about it it seems like there's a lot more um a, much less in the way of random encounters on this one um cuz that's one thing that always frustrates me about RPGs is random encounters. Mm-hmm. I know they I know they're a necessity, especially in a game like Pokemon where you've got to catch stuff. Um but this one seems to have pulled it back cuz the other Pokemon games I've played always seem to be um quite heavy on them and it just that used to frustrate the hell out of me. Um so yeah, I think I'm going to sort of I think it's going to be something I'm going to put an hour or two into you know here and there sort of maybe like before I go to bed every night or something. Um but yeah, I'm, I'm slowly sort of like really getting into it. I'm I'm having fun with it.
3: Um in terms of the the Pokémon coming like you keep running into them in grass or in caves and stuff like that, so far It's been pretty 50-50. You could run into them, but there's also like some tells. So uh, along the mountain and the beach, there's shadows that pass over the floor. And someone you encounter tells you that um, those shadows are flying Pokemon. So if you avoid them, you avoid meeting them and having to battle them. Uh, Okay. And in the grass, sometimes you see like a shadow and it will run towards you. So at least you know that there's something coming, but...
1: Uh, I'll, t- I'll, I'll bear that in mind.
0: <laughs> I was going to buy this game, and then Why didn't I, you? Because I looked for two hours and couldn't find my 3DS. <laughs> 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 it's somewhere in my apartment, but I looked in all the places in which it would normally be, and then all the places where I was like, it couldn't possibly be here, and I couldn't find it. You think that they port this to Switch? There's already a rumor that that's going to happen. Yes, that there it will be on the Switch when it launches in March or whatever. That'll be cool. I mean, that's my hope with the whole Switch thing is that games like this, which I don't really, I don't really care that the visuals are not going to be, you know, um, console gaming equivalent. I just want to be able to play those games on a TV because that's how I prefer to play games is, is on a TV. And so I'm hoping games like this end up doing that because I I've never played a Pokemon game before. You and me. <gasps> I missed it. Like I was just like a little bit too old when it hit big, and I, d- I didn't know that it happened. And then all of a sudden, it was the biggest thing in the world, and I was like, "Okay, I don't know what this is, so I'm just gonna ignore it." That's basically what happened. <laughs> I
2: never really had a handheld, so mm.
1: yeah.
0: I don't think really? I had a handheld. I don't think I had a handheld when po- when was the first Pokemon GBA Game Boy Color? What was the first Pokemon on uh...
1: Game Boy Color? I think Game
0: Boy Color. Yeah. <clears throat> so basically, I had a Game Boy. And then I didn't have another handheld until the first DS, basically. So I missed that whole
2: I had time. the first Game Boy, and then my next handheld was a Vita. So it was a big gap there.
0: <laughs> that is a pretty big gap. So, Kelsey, I know you only put about five hours into it, and I'm sure you'll play a lot more as, as you go along. Yeah. But how is it comparing to you as far as the last iteration and just overall in the Pokemon franchise?
3: Uh, there's some pros and cons. Um I would say there's a lot more explaining in this game. You can definitely tell that they're trying to capture a younger audience that doesn't that might go into the game perhaps not knowing anything, and this might be their first Pokemon game.
0: Or for Justin's
3: Or Yeah. <laughs> But there's a lot more explaining. I find, like, um, I caught myself, like, skipping a lot of dialogue because I I knew all of this and I didn't really need it explained to me. And when you battle a Pokemon, the first time it doesn't say which of your attacks can defeat it. But if you battle that Pokemon again, it will tell you which of your attacks are effective, super effective, not effective which i like but i know that that's not for me it's definitely for kids that like apparently i should know all 750 pokemon but you know (laughs) the kids who don't know anything it's easier for them to understand but it also helps me the only thing problems i have is the explaining um your rival isn't a rival so far his name's how um He's a, like an island local, and he's more your friend. Like if you meet up with him, like with Gary, that was Professor Oak's son. He was the first rival. He was a douchebag. Um, if you run into him, he always wants to challenge you and beat you, and he always picks the Pokemon that can defeat your Pokemon. So like for me, if I picked Charmander, or any of the fire ones, he would pick Squirtle, or any of the water ones. But in this game, he's more your friend. And when you meet up with him, he's like, hey, like, let's battle and see where we are. And you, I, you, don't, you, like, you don't like that?
0: <laughs> 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 You'd rather him be a dick? <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's not that it's just, I could tell, like, it's more for kids to teach them to, like, work together. Because you end up not working together with him, but you, like, visit the towns with him and he's always around. Whereas Gary bad li- was always bad, like.
2: Bad life lessons, working together. Yeah just for the kids. Forget that garbage as adults.
0: Yeah.
3: I didn't have that. I grew up just fine. <laughs> no, but I it's it's still cute. It's still Pokemon. I I can't really complain. I love it. I'll always love Pokemon, so
0: Who is your starter Pokemon?
3: Now or in the past?
0: No, in this game.
3: Oh, Litten.
0: Which one the is the fire
3: cat? The fire cat.
0: The fire cat. Same.
1: <gasps> I, lo-
3: no. I I can't pick any other starter Pokemon besides the fire one. I've always
0: picked fire. Uh, okay. I like the, the owl with the little bow tie. Owlette? That's his name, right? Yeah, he's so cute. Um, and then the seal with the Popplio, right? That's the seal?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: No respect for Poplio.
3: <gasps> he's cute. Poplio the best.
0: Poplio the best. There's an ongoing giant bomb joke about, about Poplio, Um, but, uh, I'm glad to hear that you're liking it. I do. I, I am interested in checking it out for sure, but it's going to definitely probably be a next year thing for me. Um, hopefully if they announce it with the switch, I'll be able to check out. There's just too much from, to play. Right I'll in. borrow
2: it from you and then
0: never play it. I'll buy it digitally. So you'll never get to borrow it. Perfect. So there you go. <laughs> thwarted, thwarted. Um, and, uh, and lastly, I know that this is gonna be tough. we gonna to talk about because spoilers are gonna be tough to avoid, but you need to try to do that. Um, the, the Batman uh, episode four uh, dropped, right?
2: Kelsey screamed. <laughs> oh my!
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> I got really excited. So, and, and Hugh, I know you played two, three, and four, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, well, I I played two and three a few weeks ago, right? Um, and Plays through episode four in one sitting uh, the other night. Um, Yeah, it um, it takes it to a bit of a different place to where it's been recently. I gotta play Um, this game
2: just because the way that everyone describes it when they're playing it, they're (laughs)
1: like, ah, yeah. um, I I really like it. Like I know it's like um, a bit of a. A radical take on sort of bruce's story and stuff like that but i i yeah. kind of like that about it like i like the fact that it's not just you know telling the same old um like tired batman story over over again did you know his parents um, are dead <laughs> i'm i'm still not entirely convinced that what they're saying about like the waynes is uh true I i I, mm. I think there might be a little bit of a, a twist somewhere along the lines there. Um and I I do I have I'm really liking um their version of um Harvey Dent's story. Yeah. Um I do I like the way that his becoming two-face isn't like you know, I down to, like, a physical injury. Like, obviously, there's always a psychological aspect of it, but you there's this really good sort of telling of the story of him just having this, like, breakdown and, like, his personality splitting as just more and more pressure and becoming, like, a candidate for um, being mayor of Gotham to, like, his opponent being, um, like... A complete bastard and all the pressure of that and then other stuff being piled on top of it. Mm-hmm. Um and it's just this really good sort of like out and out like psychological take on it as opposed to like the the archetypal sort of like, you know, one side of his face gets burned type thing. Um but yeah, this this episode is um really good. Like how how the hell they're gonna like tie this all up with one episode to go, I, I really don't know. I have a lot of um, theories. <laughs> yeah, me too. Um You guys have to do your own like separate spoiler discussion.
0: Yeah. No. Yeah. You
3: guys should play it.
2: We will. We'll, we will play it, but I'm just saying, then if then you we to it. And then we can all discuss it. it. Okay. We will for Game of the
1: Year. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um But yeah, I mean I, I I went into it having already heard like a lot of people um complaining about like its representation of the Joker. Um, but I I kind of liked it. Like it, he again, it, it's a different take on the character, and mm-hmm. it's it's almost as if he's like ingratiated himself with the staff of um, well, Bath Asylum. Be
0: careful with whatever you're gonna say going forward, because that
1: that's that's as much as I'll give. Okay, all right. Um, <laughs> but he's still very much like the. You know, like a ghost. Nobody knows where the hell he's come from. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: better or worse uh, than Jared Leto in Suicide Squad?
1: I was waiting for that. It? <laughs> uh, <laughs> drop, dropping a cinder block on your foot's better than Jared Leto's Joker. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm 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 really really enjoying this game. It's um, me too. Like I I I really like the fact that there's so much Bruce in it. Um, and it's like t- t- Batman is kind of like the secondary character to Bruce um, but yeah I-, I-, I won't carry on because I will end up slipping up and spoiling <laughs> something but all like right. this-, this last episode is, g- I-, I think it's just going to be all out action because yeah. th- there's a lot there to- <laughs> they've got to wrap up yeah because right, she- every episode
3: ahead, is about an hour and like 10-15 minutes if you if you go like slowly. Um, so I don't know how they're going to do everything in that short amount of time.
1: Yeah. Maybe they so, don't wrap well, everything
0: up though. Maybe there's...
1: I'm kind of thinking that I, I kind of get the impression that the whole, the whole reason why the Joker was dropped in there was possibly to just give you a bit of a taster for him because I, I can't see them not doing more after this because it seems to have been re- really well received mm. um so yeah i can i i mean obviously they're going to wrap up the main storyline in this um one thing i will say is that this um the if you're if you read in the comics at the moment or detective comics mm. the sort of main big bad in this they bear like their whole sort of, like, motivation bears a very, very close yes. resemblance to yes. the, um, to the victim syndicate. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I, I don't know, that can only be coincidence. Like, i not imagine the writers of the comics and the no, game... That's cool. that's yeah, just it's coincidence. gotta knowing. be coincidence. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, at
3: the end of every episode, they tell you to make sure you read Detective Comics. They do say it. <coughs> that's mm. true. And if you go after the credits, yeah.
1: So, Yeah. Um, it'll be interesting to see whether there's any, um, similarities in, like, when we find out who the head of the victim syndicate is in the comics, to um, who the, uh, the big bad is in this one, because we do know.
0: Cool. Uh, Justin, you want to say something? Yeah,
2: I actually just wanted to change gears for a second. Okay. Because we know we're running out of time with Hugh. Yeah,
0: okay, yes, we are.
2: Um, Hugh, you missed the last show, and you were going to talk about Steep. And so yep. quickly, I mean if you want to. I I I like, I'm like slowly getting interested in that game. Um so I want to know what you thought of the open
1: beta. Yeah. Um I only played it for a couple of hours. Um it's yeah, it's a it's an interesting game like where they where they came up with the concept for like an open world sort of ex- like extreme snow-based sports thing is is, is baffling, but um it's cool. It's like the, ba- the basis of it from what I what I played was you've basically just got this mountain range. Um, and it starts off and it gives you a few sort of like slopes to snowboard down. Um, and then it unlocks another one. And I get the impression that once you're done with the tutorial side of it and it's sort of showing you the ropes of the different um, sports that you can go go to um that you can basically just travel around this mountain range and you can more or less try and find your own um routes down down the hill and some are more um tricky to find than others and i'm guessing you know if you find them you get more rewards for finding them and doing the races on them um yeah i mean i i think it's a little bit more basic in terms of its gameplay and m- most of the things i did were snowboard based and it's not like it's gonna be it's not gonna be a new ssx or anything like that i mean it, there are tricks you can do but it's nothing spectacular like you can do some flips and some grabs and stuff like that um but yeah i think it it intrigued me to the point where i th- i think i probably will get it cause I th- it does seem like it's gonna be quite fun, like it plays really well, and I think when you are in a section where it does open itself out to you and you can just go about your business as you want um it's literally just a case of holding down one of the shoulder buttons on the controller and this you just get this i think they called it the sports wheel, and you just it just gives you this wheel and you just point the Stick in the direction of like you know whether you want to like parasail or snowboard or how whatever the sports they were and you just switch between them. So you, if you're on a like on the top of the mountain and you want to get down to the bottom, you can just go right. I'll stick my parachute off, on, jump off, float down, and carry on looking for the next you know parachute course or whatever it is. That's kinda neat. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's um. Yeah, like I said, it's it. I think intriguing is is the best way to describe it. Like, I'm not I'm not sure, like how much longevity it's gonna have, uh, like or anything like that. But it, yeah, what I played of it, it's it's got it's got promise. It 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 looked cool. Um, I mean, I guess it'll be um, you know, always online as well at a guess um so yeah i, th- I think if i think it's just going to be one of those games that people are going to have to check out and you're i think it's going to be a sort of love it or hate it type game like a, either you're gonna play it and really really dig it or you're probably just gonna go um this just isn't for me type thing so yeah I i liked it i liked it i thought it was cool
0: cool all right, cool. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna check it out when it comes out. I probably will not. Is that coming out this year? I think so. That's weird. Um, I think it's like I think, out.
1: Yeah, I think it might need might even be next week or so. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. There's a lot of games
2: in December that are just not going to make the cut for us.
0: <laughs> next week is a busy week. <laughs> mm. Last Guardian, Dead, Dead, Dead Rising. Rising Four. Yeah.
2: Steep, and then I mean, well,
0: maybe steep. We're not even sure about that. No, but I, I, I'm almost <laughs> positive that's
2: coming out in December at some point.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha.
1: All right cool uh it's actually out on Friday, oh, well, there you go. there you go. It is december
0: it is december um mm-hmm. all right, awesome um Hugh, I know you have to you have to leave us um it is very late where you are,
1: so I do unfortunately
0: uh where can people find you if they're looking for you on Twitter?
1: I am at h underscore paz on twitter, yep. and um I've also um taken over the um Talking games um Instagram which is talking underscore games. I'll just be posting random gaming related stuff on random that stuff with, uh... from Hugh? Yeah. Impossible. Yeah. Just just That's put what what you putting your
0: text messages into that and it... feed and it'll be fine.
1: Yeah. Make sure your your phones are all on loud at like three o'clock in the morning <laughs> so I can annoy <laughs> you with it.
0: Alright. Cool. Alright, man. Get some sleep. Thank you very much and we'll talk to you later. Thanks, Hugh.
1: Take care, everyone.
0: Alright. Later. Bye. Bye. Alright. Um, so let's, let's, let's keep this train a rolling on. Um, really quickly, I just want to go through, I finished Call of Duty, uh, Infinite Warfare. Uh, and I enjoyed it a lot. I think that it's, it's a cool game. Got some really cool ideas. I think that the way in which I did the side missions was probably the wrong way to do it, which is that once they opened up, I did all of them and then went to the next story mission. And I should have just done, like, a story mission and done a couple side missions. Yeah, that's
2: the way you got to do it.
0: Only because, not because side missions were fine. Like, they were cool. There was some cool stuff that happened in them and everything. But um, the sort of repetition of how you get in and out of them. Yeah. I I found out, I was like, why don't you just warp me? Why can't I just be at the mission? Why do I have to do this weird animation where, like, I walk up to the thing, grab this, you know, do my loadout. That's fine. I'll do my loadout. I can do my loadout from a, from a pause screen, pick the loadout, and then just load me into the mission. It did this launch sequence every time. Yep. It was, I, and I I was sitting there and I was like, you know what, if I was playing this like, every time I did a story mission, I did one or two of these, I wouldn't be having this problem at all. Um, but I overall I enjoyed it. I thought that you were right about the characters. I think that you ended up caring about the characters in the game and, and when they died, I wasn't, save for one of them, I wasn't like sad. I was just like, oh, that sucks. But that's much more than it's been for a Call of Duty game for a long time. Yeah. Uh, You know, I think that I think that the ending is suitably dire, you know, and um, the the ending felt a lot like the ending of the first Star Trek movie that was, or like the middle portion of the first Star Trek movie, that big action sequence on like the, the, the world killer thing that yeah. they're on. That felt a lot like that to me, uh, but it, it was cool. And I, the hacking stuff was neat and like the things you could do ended up being pretty cool. Um, I like once you got the drone, that was pretty. That was a pretty like fun thing. It's a fun campaign. Yeah, it totally is. You know, I felt like um, it's not a long campaign either, but I I did feel like at a certain point, it was like one too many of each of a type of mission or 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 what have you. But it's a very small complaint, which I think is it's it's a it's a really good campaign. I will say, Kelsey, that uh, John Snow is in it for like six minutes. That's (laughs) enough. That's enough. Okay. I just want you me. know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, you ended up getting Call of Duty, right, Kelsey?
3: Yeah, it was on sale on Amazon Canada, so I was really excited. I got it like right away. Cool. I'm super happy. Yeah,
0: I'm. I'm, I'm interested to see what you think of it, since you're not a big first person shooter person. I'm
3: really excited. I'm really excited to try my first Call of Duty game in five, six years. Um, since that first horrible incident. <laughs> and i'm really excited about the campaign cuz it's i think overwatch made ease me into mm-hmm. uh, a first person shooter and now i can play a campaign of a first person shooter and perhaps be more comfortable. Yeah. I'm excited to see.
0: Yeah, the campaigns are definitely the place where you find that comfort. Like i think that um doing campaign based shooters is probably going to be the thing that will definitely ease you into that that feeling. Uh but yeah, it w- it was cool. Uh you know, i it was definitely one of the strongest Call of Duty campaigns, I think. It's definitely probably the strongest one I've played um, since Black Ops 1, probably, I would say. Uh, I, and I really liked Advanced Warfare a couple of years ago as as well, but I feel like this was a little more interesting just with the kind of things you were doing. Yeah. Though I don't think, even though there's a bunch of space stuff and there's some really cool stuff, I don't think any of the sequences were as cool as that highway chase scene in Advance Warfare, because that was pretty neat.
2: That was a cool thing.
0: Um but but a good game and if again it's tough to say because if you're into the multiplayer obviously this is a game for you to get if you're just looking for the campaign and like we said last week or two weeks ago if 6 hours of game time isn't doesn't justify your 60 dollar purchase or your 40 dollar purchase or whatever then you probably want to skip it but if you're okay with that kind of campaign and then trading it in or having it in your collection then I think it's definitely a worthy game to play for sure um Justin you and I um, on Extra Life, we played two games that are on your list Yep. here. Uh, Hitman, which I've been talking about for a while, and uh, Overcooked. So why don't you start with Hitman? Yep.
2: So uh, I messed around with Hitman in September for like 10 minutes. Um, and just was like, I like this, but <coughs> I want to only play this next to somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we, we played the first mission mm-hmm. next to you. Bobby said, you can't use a gun. I've used a gun one time, and you can't really use a gun.
0: No, I didn't say you couldn't use a gun. I said that...
2: We have this on stream.
0: You can't shoot your way through a level.
2: I shot my way through a level. You
0: didn't shoot your way through a whole level. All right? You did... But the way you described to me about Blood Money was I thought you were saying, like, oh, shit got bad, and I just, like, shootered my way out of a level. And that's not what you did when we played. You did devolve into shooting people in the head and then running. But you weren't like just Works. shooting people at random. No, I yeah. didn't kill everybody I came yeah. across. I had yeah.
2: some sort of moral compass. There's a lot
0: of people in, in those levels. Yeah, there's a lot of people. <laughs>
2: yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I we assassinated those two targets. Yes. Um, I did it with a gun mm-hmm. um, in the least stealthy way possible. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I actually watched a stream and I watched myself kill Helmut Kruger. And you were like, oh my God, like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, I didn't know. Um, but I enjoyed, I, I, I really enjoyed playing it Mm -hmm. and so when i said that i wanted to play it with somebody i had somebody in the back of my Mm -hmm. head johnny who's listening right now (laughs) i was like this perfect person to play it with so on thanksgiving he ended up coming over and we spent like three hours playing that game um i immediately bought the rest of the season because it was on sale for like 25
0: bucks yeah there was a really good deal on black friday yeah
2: um and so we played in the paris level and i killed both the targets um without being seen like actually playing the game the correct way which is a lot of fun uh, we started with some of the escalation stuff. Like, you got to kill a guy with um, What's another word for a sword? What's the word they use for sword in there? lance. Uh, a lance scabbard? Yeah. Right it, was a, it was a lance. Okay. Um, a lance is more of like sa- a long a, pole. I'm sorry. It was a saber. Oh, saber. Okay. A saber. Okay. Um, saber. And if you think that throwing a fire extinguisher is awesome, try throwing <laughs> one of those swords. He does it in a complete two handed overhead. Oh, yeah. Like toss right at the guy's head
0: mm. same thing with the, if you use a fire axe it is the same thing um, it's
2: amazing that game's great yeah uh it's really good mm-hmm. and that's coming from somebody who's like terrible at those type of games the just the the chaos in what you can do uh makes it worth it and like so, we're trying some of the challenges i did the um elusive target was a chef okay i started in the kitchen i pulled up my gun and i shot him in the face and, I, <laughs> and then and i ran, ran, away. ran away uh and it but it worked out. Mm. Um, so I haven't got to try Sapienza or any other ones yet. I'm going to definitely before uh, game of the year time. Uh, but I like I I ended up legitimately really enjoying it playing it the correct way. And like I am going to be playing this game with Johnny for the next like couple of years because cool. like season two will come out and mm-hmm. we'll probably end up getting that. Like we finally found a game that the two of us will like can play on the couch together because we've played Bubble Bobble one too many times. <laughs> uh,
0: Sapienza is a great map. It's probably maybe my favorite map of, of them, but. Yeah, the amount of stuff you can do on each map is really a lot of value too. Because escalation things, you have to kill somebody with a rapier or you know a lance or a saber, and then they give you an, you do that, you succeed, then they give you another target. Yeah, so I did and you have that. To take one. out both of them. Yeah, and then we did, you, yeah.
2: We did that. We got the both of them. Um, we got to the end, and I accidentally hit replay, and uh-huh. then failed, and then I was like, all right, well let's just back out. We'll do the next one, and then realized it never saved. Uh, so I got to redo that one.
0: That's that's a shame. But I was doing uh, the Lisa targets people don't know are, are timed. People that put maps, they'll be there for like a couple of di- like a week, a weekend, or a weekend. Um, and you have one chance to kill them. Uh, if you fail, you can't do it again. Uh, they have a like a a version of that that's in the PlayStation version that's there all the time, which is called the the Sarajevo Six. Uh, they're the same things. You can only except you can repeat them. So like, but you can't save while you're playing. Gotcha. Um, and if you fail, you have to restart it over again. I did like. I was sick yesterday and I did three of those, which was cool. And what I started doing, because I watched uh, a Giant Bomb video where they played with the developers um, and they were talking about ways of playing the game, which I had never, never thought of, which is don't, you know, I think a lot of the way I was playing and I'm sure we play this way too is you're very reactive, right? It's like, what can I do in this place where I am right now um, to take them out? You know, the way they to play a play is figure out what you want to do and then create the situation that allows you to do it. So if if you're like okay, this person walks into this hallway all of the time, there are two guards here. Figure out a way to take out those two guards along the way and then the room is empty. You know, and so you have a place to do it there. That's how I
2: ended up taking her out. Um uh I forget the the target's name, but she goes into this room and there was always a guard there. Mm-hmm. So I distracted the guard to get him in the bathroom and then took him out, hit him in a closet and then nope, oh, there was no one there. And so I put a remote mine on the floor and nice. when she walked in, she died.
0: That's awesome. Uh, yeah. And, that, and I did that, the like the helmet Kruger thing um, in, in the Paris map, which is a, it's just like a model that looks like you, that you can become in that map. I was thinking about when the way you were playing it. Cause I did one of the, I did this area of a six uh, in Paris. And I was like, let me see if I can figure out a way to get helmet without it having to be this like split second like, hope nobody's looking type of thing. And I just spent time doing each person in that little area and taking them out. And I got them to come in. The, there's, like a, like, a gardening shack that I I brought them in. Um, and the funny thing about that game is that, like, if you punch somebody, hit somebody in the face with something, and there's, like, a, a door's not closed or window's open, people can hear combat from close by and they'll come investigate. But if you have something, no matter what it is, it could be a wrench, it could be a fire extinguisher, it could be whatever, if you sneak up on them, it will always say silent attack with this item, and then you'll bash them in the head with this item, but it's technically silent. Interesting. Which is awesome, and that's a cool thing about the game, which I think on its surface you look at it, right, and it goes like, okay, there's all this stuff going on, all these. There's an imp- such an impressive amount of NPCs in the world, like filled worlds, and they're mostly all unique. There's a ton of banter, and it gives this appearance of like this realistic world that you're walking into. But really what you're walking into is a group of robots like going on a loop. And if you've seen like Westworld, it's very similar to that type of thing. They're always on a loop and they're always going to be in certain places at certain times. And the game wants you to exploit those systems in a way. It knows what it's doing and it wants you to create that sort of weird, fun chaos. Yeah, and It's a video game. It's a video game, and it, but it embraces that in a big way. And I think that it does stealth really well. Um, it, it gives you. I mean, it's third person, so situational awareness is an easy thing to have. But I think it's very good at that stuff. If you if you take just a moment to turn your Hitman vision on and look around a room, you can you're never going to be really surprised that someone's in a room with you. There are times where I feel like, how did somebody see me? And because I did something like <laughs> I was doing with the, the the Sapienza Sarajevo six, and I was like hunched on a like a roof, uh, uh, on by uh, undercover, and the guy was walking up, and I was like, I took out my my uh, motion mine and I just tossed it without coming out of cover over the top and it landed right in front of him and he went, what? And then he blew up. But then they somehow knew where I'd thrown it from and they came running up and I was actually hiding in a box and they still knew I was there. So I don't know how that happened. Sometimes the game is not great at at communicating information, but um, overall I think that it's a pretty special game and so happy they did it the way they did it. Because if it had all come out at one time, I don't think I would have got into it in the same way.
2: Yeah, I'm not going to be going into it the same way that you did. I'm yeah. going to be going, like, I have all the maps right now. Yeah. So I'm probably going to not get high masteries in every level because I want to be like, oh, let's see the next one. Let's see the next one. But we'll see.
0: Right. But the way I played it was I played it once, did one or two challenges, you know, and then was like, okay, I'm just going to wait till the next episode. And then played it when it came out. And <clears throat> if it had all been out at the same time and I felt the 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 like the pull or like the thing to go through all of it, it would have probably been daunting to me. That's always my problem with Hitman games. It made this one different because they've refined all the systems is that I feel like it's like exhausting to go into each one of these levels fresh. Yeah. You know, because you have to figure out a whole new rule set and stuff like that. And then going into it every month was cool because it was like, oh, I can't wait to get back to this. And they did a great job with that. Um, And with season two coming out, they've said same launcher, you know, all the challenges and stuff are going to keep over from season one. You can do that stuff all there. There's going to be new elusive targets in between and new content. That's really cool. They're doing a great job supporting it, so I'm really happy about that. A stealth game I could not get into, I, went, I don't want to go through this really quickly, is I'm having a lot of trouble getting into Dishonored too, And I'm not sure what it is. I think, for me, the main thing is, I mentioned situational awareness before, and I had, I t- we talked about this back when I played a little bit of the first one. I never feel like I know where people are you know I I always feel like I'm always getting snuck up on there's always a person somewhere that I, I can't see that I don't know where they are and maybe I just need to explore the little areas more before I I go at stuff but I'm trying to sneak I'm trying to be stealthy about it and then I get caught and then at this point I'm pretty early in the game I don't have much of a chance if there's more than like two people in an area
2: gotcha
0: um and I'm having a lot of trouble kind of getting over that hump you know because I want I, I want that sort of, not Hitman experience, but more that Deus Ex sort of experience. And I think Deus Ex it has like the, I'm a super spy vision or whatever, um, But it all, or you can like ping it to see what people are aware. But going into third person when you're in cover, um, I think is a big thing in that game that, that keeps me in sort of the, the loop of that game. And with Dishonored, I can be hiding and all of a sudden like I'm just seen. And I'm having a lot of trouble getting over sort of that that hump right now.
2: That's next for me. Dishonored. As soon as I'm done with Watchdogs, yeah.
0: Yeah. So I, I just I'm thinking about maybe like you said about Watchdogs putting it on easy for a little while and just seeing if that makes no difference for me because I don't want I'm not doing it because I want to be able to kill people. I just doing it because I want to be able to kind of go through the game and experience it cuz I like the world a lot, but I'm having trouble getting into the mechanical aspects of it. Um but going off of Dishonored, we also played Overcooked. I'm Overcooked
2: sure. is amazing. Yeah. Uh it's a party game. You could play it with two people, three people, four people. Uh, it's a game where you are working in a restaurant. Uh, the basic synopsis is: you are a cook, and at the end of the world, <laughs> you couldn't cook for the destroyer of worlds fast enough. You couldn't uh, satisfy his hunger. So this magical king onion sends you back in time to learn how to become a better chef. Mm-hmm. That is the story of Overcooked, yeah. and you travel the worlds cooking different types of food. And so you're like you're working in a restaurant, and so it was you and me. And it was like, you've got to make a burger. Well, okay, so what do you need for a burger? You need a bun. You need lettuce. You need tomato. You need the meat, but the meat's got to cook. Mm-hmm.
0: you, got, you got, got to chop the meat, you too. you got to
2: chop up the meat. Yeah. Um, and then you put it in the pan, and, like, this sounds boring. And, like, why would anybody want to do this? But they keep throwing more and more orders at you, and the orders are slightly different. This one doesn't have tomato. This mm-hmm. one has lettuce. Um. This is just a meat and a bun. And you want to get a high score by delivering these things as fast as possible. Also, you have to, like, wash the dishes and yeah. bring the dishes back. And then all of a sudden in some of the levels, like an earthquake happens and the level gets split in half for a couple of seconds and then comes back together. Um,
0: for all the disasters that happened, the thing that most pissed me off was that episode that episode level of the rats that were like stealing the food yeah. off the counter. Uh, So Yumi played that for like, I'll say like an hour and a half or so. And it was, long, I was, it like, was like three hours. We played that long? Okay, yeah. Or wow. two hours maybe. I think it was two uh, hours. Yeah.
2: So I, like, I liked it a lot. Came home on... Uh, Black Friday, I had a couple of friends over, and we played that game for, like, three hours. That's awesome. And we had four people, and it was amazing. Um, Watch videos of this game. Like, I know it sounds like it's not a good, like, a fun party game. And even when I told my friends about it, like, yeah, we're we're, we're these chefs, and we got to deliver food. They're like, no. (laughs) Let's go play Smash Brothers. I'm like, no, you you have to see this. By the end, like, the next day, I looked, and, like, two of them had bought it, and were Mm -hmm. playing it at their house and stuff. (laughs) Um, it's really, really good. I think it's like fourteen, fifteen bucks. It's fifteen bucks, I think. It's completely worth it. Like, I think it, it's one of the party games of the year.
0: Kelsey, have you seen anything about this game? Yeah,
3: actually, I have heard a lot about it, and um, I wanted to get it. I'm just, I'm worried. I'm scared. When are stressful you? things happen, I get nervous. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I mean, it's not like
2: it's not like crazy things happen. Like, all oh, the lights are off, and you don't have flashlights or anything like that.
0: It's it it.
2: it that, oh no, that happens. That happens. Okay,
0: but it gets. It does get really anxiety inducing at times. Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> so that, you remember that bus stage that we played, and yeah. everything went on fire. Yes, that was the first stage I put them on oh, the, just oh. to see what would happen. Nice. Um, but we ended up like working our way, and so I've three starred everything uh, except like the last land that I'm in. Right, like I don't know if I'm at the last land, but the current like world I'm in, it's like three one, three two, mm-hmm. three three. I think like there's two of them I haven't have gotten three stars on.
0: How many people are you playing with? Four. Four. Was it? Was it too hectic with four? Did it feel good with four? It felt good with four. Okay.
2: like I I think that would be my preferred way to play it. You could play it with two, like you and I did. But with four, it increases the score that you need to get three stars. Mm -hmm. But it just felt like the right type of chaos.
0: Yeah, yeah. I felt like when we were playing, I definitely felt a time, some of those more complicated levels, I was like, this would be way better with three or four people because there are just times where you can't manage everything that's happening. And I know you can't manage everything that's happening, even with four, that's kind of the purpose of the game. But with us, it was times where I was like, some that that one level that there was like that big counter in the middle, and we had to walk all yeah, the way around that, it. That one
2: was a pain. We had to do that one twice. Yeah,
0: with two people, it was like nearly impossible. And it wasn't there wasn't any anything weird happening, any disaster happening. It was just the amount of time it took us to walk from one end to another. It's
2: actually hard. I thought it was harder with four people because oh, really? you got you have to have like we're walking counterclockwise yeah. the entire time. Uh-huh. Like you pick up a you pick up a tomato, you bring it down, you chop it up, you move on. Mm-hmm. The person behind you will carry it. Yeah. But then we got people like coming backwards, like in, like you're going the you're going against the stream, going the <laughs> wrong way. Um, speaking of party games, mm-hmm. I also played Jackbox Party Pack Three. Oh,
0: cool! I got that on Black. I got that. Um, uh, Jazz Punk Director's Cut, Virginia, and um, the Mega Man Legacy Collection, all on Black Friday because it was a total of like twenty six dollars. I bought, go, I bought know. Skyrim. I know.
2: It was. It's a thing. We'll yeah. play. It, well, I'll play it eventually. Yeah, eventually. Um, three years from now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I just like having it on there. It looks nice. Mm-hmm. Jackbox Party Pack 3, I think, is the best one they've ever done. Cool. One was really good. Two was, like, two not, was that, okay. not that great. Three is really good. Uh, there's five games in there, I think. Five or six. And I'll say, like, three or four of them are, like, I could play this for the rest of the night. And with <coughs> the original Jackbox, there was, like, two games. are like, I'd be fine playing this for the next, like, two hours. Let's not even look at the other games. But there's a lot of them. Um, there's this really great one called uh, TKO. Yeah um so with jackbox you're playing on your phone you don't need a controller if you don't know that um you just go to jackbox.tv it'll give you a code you draw an avatar you're in the game Mm -hmm. um you're basically making t-shirts and so it's you just draw whatever is in your head um then you get to draw as i think it's like you can draw one or two if you can um those go into like a hopper and then you write down as many like funny sayings as you can doesn't have to be anything related to your shirt because it's not going to end up most likely it's not going to end up on the same one Mm -hmm. um and then somebody else uh, when that part ends somebody's going to get your t-shirt on their screen and then somebody's going to get your like all your sentences Mm -hmm. and they can mix and match whatever they like work so like a bunch of times like i got johnny's t-shirt but Allen's all like all Allen's um, quips, mm-hmm. and like I combine the two of those things together to make a really awesome T-shirt, and then you vote on like T-shirts are battling each other, and you pick the best one, and then at the end of the round you could order any one of the T-shirts. Yeah, that's awesome. And supposedly they're of like good quality. Mm-hmm. Um, I think like eighteen bucks. Yeah, and they have different sizes and stuff, but like you could order the shirt you made, mm-hmm. which is great.
0: That's really cool. That's a really cool thing. Uh, all, I, all the games I've seen have seemed really. Awesome.
2: There's a there's like a murder one yeah. um, or a horror game. Yeah, where, it's like a murder trivia. Yeah, yeah, yeah horror um, trivia. Where the announcer, like, we must have played it like ten times, and I thought the announcer was really funny. I don't know if my hundredth time, I would still think he was funny. Well, yeah, but that's, but it worked out. Like, yeah, it's like I think it's like twenty bucks. Yeah. Um, but if you ever have people over, it is a perfect type of game to play because you don't need controllers. You don't have to have. You can have up to like eight or nine people. They've introduced streaming options now mm-hmm. for like audience participation so if even if you had the max amount and you had like 20 people over mm-hmm. everyone else could be in the audience voting on the things that they like
0: yeah uh every the last two years of my birthday we played jackbox one and then last year we played jackbox two and this year i'm sure we'll do the same thing it's it's a it's an awesome idea for a game it's it's so great that those people took their one great idea which was uh you don't know jack and made it into this like awesome sort of yeah. like suite of things because uh, there's a new Drawful, right? I think. In... No, no Drawful. Oh, so they released Drawful separately then, because the yeah. Drawful two came out a couple months ago. Yeah, yeah, and that
2: was the original one that I really liked. Yeah, um, there's, a, awesome. there's a couple other ones where, um, I think one of the ones that I, I really wasn't crazy about was like um, I'm trying to think of the, the name of the game. like FBI, um, where it's a game like everyone sits in a circle and you try and find the guy who's yeah, it's the like, spy it's like or, Avalon whatever. or yeah. werewolf or mafia. It was similar, similar to that. Mm-hmm. Um, that one didn't work that great. Maybe maybe because we just didn't get the rules, Uh, but a bunch of the other ones are really good.
0: That's awesome. I'm glad to hear that. Um, So you played uh, Oxenfree?
2: Yes. I'll I'll be short. Okay. Oxenfree is a really good game. It's a good game. Um, I'm going to be talking about it when Game of the Year rolls around. I think it's like eleven dollars on Xbox Live right Mm -hmm. now. Like probably fifteen on console on on PS4. Who knows on PC? Mm -hmm. Um, I think
0: it's fifteen. I think it's always been fifteen.
2: Yeah, but I, I I actually just saw a tweet like. 20 minutes ago I was saying it's like $11. Mm. Um if you like adventure games, if you like horror games, go play Oxen Free. It's a cool game. I didn't know anything about it. Yeah. Um it's got a neat look too. It's got a really neat look. I tweeted out yeah. a picture that I found. I love found, the art. Yeah. Yeah, I found it to be like a really like sneaky pretty game. Mm-hmm. Um multiple endings, like one of those mm-hmm. type things. Uh I really enjoyed it.
0: Yeah, it's a good game for sure. Um I for me I think I put it in like the tier below like uh like the firewatches of of the world but not that far below I, I still really enjoyed it but I I don't I don't I think that it it goes for it goes for more unwieldy stories a, a more unwieldy story than firewatch does that's why I probably, I like it a little bit better than firewatch yeah, yeah I figured, I know well we like similar things in that vein like we like lost we like Westworld. We, you know we we like those kind of stories and I I I like what they were going for for me I I don't think they quite hit all of the the moments they need to hit um but I did really enjoy the, the sort of thing about that game uh, a lot.
2: Usually what I'll do when I find out, like, hey, there's multiple endings to this game, is I'll go look at them. Mm-hmm. And now I've looked at a lot of them, and I'm like, I think I need to replay this because <laughs> I want to see this for myself. Because the endings can be wildly different. Oh,
0: yeah, way different. Uh, Kelsey, have you played this game? Uh, not yet, but I have,
3: like, I have it downloaded. I just need to play it.
0: Cool. But I've watched
3: a lot of gameplay of it, not, like, too far in for spoilers and stuff, but it looks so good. I'm just, like, I just haven't picked it up yet.
2: Really good voice acting. Yeah. Um, yeah. I thought the yeah. choices, uh, like, you know, they did the Mass Effect thing where it's, like, you're not saying the choice that they give you, but you're saying something similar to mm-hmm. it, where you're getting a feeling for what
0: you're going to say. I found
2: it to be really good.
0: Yeah. It's definitely a good game, for sure. Um, and what else? What else? Did I Oh, yeah. I played Virginia, which for me, probably falls in sort of the that oxen free territory for me where um it's a it's it's an adventure game, similarly. It's a very story-driven adventure game. It's tough to even call it an adventure game. Um it's A, it's completely silent. There's no dialogue in the game at all. It's all done by facial expressions and and there's not even, it's not like there, it's subtitled, like non-voice acting. It's just a silent game, basically. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, it's all done by sort of uh, emotions on, on the faces and um, situations and music and, and all that kind of tone and feeling you can create with visuals <clears throat> and sound that's not um, dialogue. And it's very, it's odd. It's very Twin Peaks-like. And I know that it's just an overused term to talk about weird stuff. And it means nothing to someone who hasn't seen Twin Peaks but it's about uh two FBI agents who go to this town where a boy is missing and things begin to unfold uh, in in odd ways and the the characters in it are all very flawed and all have their own sort of burdens to bear and those come out in odd ways and manifest in sometimes weird dreams and weird visions and and sometimes you're not sure what's really happening and what is not really what's a dream and even when the character sort of wakes up or what have you, you're still not sure exactly because it feels like some of it might've been real. Some of it might've been a dream. It's, it, it toes that line in a very, uh, very weird way at times. And I think, I don't think that the game is wholly satisfying, uh, but I do think that it's very interesting in, in the way that it conveys um, difficult topics without using any voice. And also it's incredibly short. It's like an hour and a half long. I got it for five dollars. Um, it's usually ten. So either way, it's not it's not a bad value proposition. I don't think it's on PlayStation, and Xbox, and on, and on Steam. Uh, I think if you're a fan of those type of games, like like Firewatch or like Gone Home, stuff like that, it's a game you will enjoy. But I think it's gonna come to varying degrees on how you react to sort of the subject matter and how it's how it's given to you. I really like the art style a lot. Um and I enjoyed getting to know characters in a way that I'm not used to getting to know characters. It's not a home run by any stretch of the imagination, but I think it's a game that's worth checking out and playing. Uh again, it's 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 it and I recommend playing it all in one sitting. It it's like watching a movie. You're gonna wanna put a thing because I don't think that and maybe I'm wrong, maybe if you played half of it, had some time to think about it, and then came back to it, maybe you'd you'd get more into it or enjoy it more. But I think playing it as one experience is kind of how it's meant to be Played, um, but a cool game for for sure. And then uh, I've been playing. A, I played maybe four or five hours now of Planet Coaster, which is out on Steam. If anyone's played a Roller Coaster Tycoon, that's kind of the best analog to it. Which is you're building roller coasters, but you're also kind of building a functioning amusement park. So you are building rides that either are come kind of prepackaged, or you're creating coasters from scratch. Um, with their their builder tool, but you're also building snack bars and hiring staff and making sure that the park is making money and the rides that aren't making money, you got to figure out how to make them more money. Whether it's allowing the the coaster to go with not a full car or instituting a fast pass system, stuff like that. Um, I'm a sucker for these types of games. I loved Cities, skylines. I grew up playing Sim stuff like that, and so games like this really speak to me and my wife also loves game like, games like this, so it's fun to play them together. Though I'm yet to build a roller coaster from scratch that anybody actually wants to ride because they're all too like, insane. They all have two crazy drops and w- loops and do things that kind of defy the laws of physics. So I always open it up and people are always saying, oh, it's too scary. And they just, it's really disheartening because the little people in the park walk up to the entrance of the ride, they look at it and they just turn around and walk away. And there's nothing you can do to make them, to make them ride the the roller coaster, but it also looks gorgeous. Like it's a gorgeous looking game that um, takes full effect of the fact that it's kind of doing this tilt shift sort of world where the people are very small and um, you're able to kind of scan over it very quickly. But you can get pretty close in, and it's and it's really fun to ride the rides in first person when you've created them because you get a cool sense. And I've definitely made myself a little bit ill just from my, my generated roller coasters. So uh, I, I'm really enjoying it. But I, I, I know it's not a game for everybody, but I love it. I want to play it. Yeah, it's, it's a cool game. Uh, have you ever played any sort of like city building or sim type game like this? Uh, back when Chuck was on the show, uh, I played one at his
2: house, and it was the original Sims. Oh, okay. So I was probably like 11. Okay. <laughs> so a long time ago. But I enjoyed playing it and it's always like stuck in the back of my mind. Like you enjoyed playing one of those. Mm-hmm. Um so I'm in the process of thinking about building a PC so I could try it.
0: Nice. I, oh, I got a new video card on Black Friday. That's the other thing I did. Yeah. Uh, I didn't go super top of the line, but I got a ten sixty. Uh so it's an upgrade over my previous card, which <clears throat> I got like two years ago and was already like I think a year old at that point or two years old. So it was a good card. I mean, I wasn't in trouble running stuff, but there was, I was definitely running at times where I wanted to run it at certain kind of fidelity and I, I couldn't quite get there. So this, I'm able to run most stuff at max at 1080p because nice. I'm doing it on my TV, so I'm not doing it on any sort of monitor where I have to push 1440 or anything like that. Um, I, the first thing I booted up was The Witcher and I put everything on Ultra uh, except for like one of... Oh no, at first I put everything up including like all the hair and water shit. And then I put it up and it ran, but it ran sort of like at like 30. It didn't run, it wasn't running at 60, like it had been running. Uh, so, or maybe a little sub 30. So I, I just turned the hair down a little bit and then it ran fine. It ran great. The hair is crazy. And it looks amazing. Uh, and then I just, you know, I sat there and I just, I put it up down to high where it had been anyway. It already looked amazing. And then I put, you know, then I went back out and looked at it and it, the, 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 you could definitely see the difference in the way it looked both looked amazing but you know it was just clearer and 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 everything and it was cool it was a cool feeling to do that and planet coaster has run really well sometimes um i think the bottleneck for me with planet coaster sometimes is the cpu because i think it's doing a lot of cpu sort of calculations with stuff so sometimes it can hang up the computer when i have it on ultra but if i put it on high it it runs great so that's fine Um, so it looks great uh i even (laughs) i booted up no Man's Sky because the, the patch came out and I wanted to see because it ran like garbage on my PC even at lowest settings and I loaded it up I haven't really interested in playing it but it, it definitely looked better and ran better when I entered a planet's atmosphere it didn't like uh, just choke up my entire system so that was good so the, I'm, I'm happy with the, the video card purchase um, yeah and I think that's all the games
2: that was all the games
0: um, we, yeah, we have a lot of listener questions, but we're kind of out of time on this show. <laughs> yeah, but we're doing another show on Monday. We're going to talk about news, and we'll definitely hit some of your listener questions then. Yeah, definitely. There's a couple sure. of
2: people who wrote in for the first time. Uh, Gregory, I think Rebecca. Mm-hmm. Um, we're we'll go over those on Monday.
0: Yeah, we got them. They're in our in our Google Doc, so we'll definitely hit those up. Because uh, I'm pretty sure Monday is going to be purely news, and then listener questions. Yeah, uh, we won't have yeah. that much time to have played more games. I might have I might have my hot take on. The opening couple hours of Final Fantasy. But other than that, I think that it's going to be a pretty much news and listener questions focused show. Uh, so look forward to that. Um, and uh, keep sending in questions, though, at talking underscore yeah. games, games at talkingcompox.com. Uh, since we did the listener question show last week we've gotten a ton which has been yeah we awesome. put out the call for
2: questions this week not realizing that we had so much to talk about <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um I, we, we have a google doc where we put in stuff and it was like i had put in like two games and mm-hmm. then i would i played a bunch more stuff and put in like six yeah and everyone did the same thing so we really appreciate the questions monday for sure so yeah. you'll probably hear it on tuesday
0: yeah and look for it either i'm either gonna do it from my account tomorrow or from the talking games account but i'm gonna be tweeting about the game awards kind of as they happen oh, so yeah interact with us there um, again follow us on Twitter review us on iTunes that's really the best way to get more people to notice the show because it ups us in the the iTunes rankings and, and that's really the best thing even if and the truth is even if you don't get your podcast with iTunes if you can review us on iTunes that would be awesome because it's not even it's not even the service that I use of of, of choice uh, for my dealing with my podcast but it's really it's the place where most podcasts are downloaded so the exposure there is is the, yeah, is the you, best.
2: Our statistics show like an overwhelming amount yeah. of iTunes. Mm-hmm. So yeah. if you could, yeah, please leave us a review. Yeah. That would be great.
0: Yeah, that would be awesome. Um And follow us each personally on Twitter. I'm at Bobby Shortle. Justin. J-O-R-O-A-K. Kelsey.
3: Kelsamus. K-E-L-S-S-A-M-U-S.
0: And I want to thank uh, everybody again who participated and donated to Extra Life this year. It was awesome. Um, especially uh, in the morning for the Overwatch stuff. We had a bunch of people playing, and that was a ton of fun, Um, listeners and and contributors alike. And uh, thanks to Cody, who streamed all day, um, who's been a listener of the show for a very long time. Uh, Big thanks to him, because he took a lot of time out of his day to to do that. So big thanks. Um, And of course, Hugh, who also did the same thing, um, which was awesome. And I know Steve streamed a bit as well. Um, so we had a, we had a few people going, and it was it was pretty cool. Uh, but I think that's going to do it for the Talking Games podcast for this week. Thank you, Justin. Thanks, Bobby. Thanks, Kelsey. Thank you. Be good to each other. All right, so we're recording. Okay, we'll play the theme like like usual. What's tomorrow? Tomorrow's December first, huh?
2: No, it's thirty first.
1: No, it's the first.
0: Yeah, thirty days has September, April, June, and November. All the rest have thirty one, except for February. I don't know that song.
1: (laughs) For me, for me, it is already tomorrow. So Uh, that's
0: true. He already knows. All right,
1: it's Advent, bitches.
0: (laughs) You're right. It the is first. Yeah. Sometimes I'm right about things. Good.